0: Hey everybody, this is Armando Torres and you're listening to the show before the show.
1: And I'm Paige Wesley.
0: And with us we have...
1: Katie French!
0: Yay! Yay! We've got a great episode for you, a little less graphic than last time, but in other places a little more graphic, but at least not as... Um, I was going to say not as problematic, but that's not true at all, is it?
2: <laughs> it's just adults instead of kids this time.
0: Yeah. But yep, it'll yep. be
2: kids next week, so oh, you know.
0: No. Oh, great. <laughs> <He's>... <laughs> uh yeah despite all that it is still a really fun funny episode and i want to thank uh katie french for joining us
1: yay so fun happy to be here yeah
0: katie runs a uh very funny youtube page uh called laugh cry diy um and she's also got a website i think it's katiefrench.com right sure is sure is katie spelled k-a-t-y uh go check those out find her uh find out what she's doing i shouldn't say find her that's terrifying
1: <laughs> find me <Yeah>. message me <laughs> uh,
0: no but find out what she's doing stand-up go watch a show and uh go watch Left cry diy um you can't see it but she is sitting in a closet that she renovated herself and it looks so fucking cool
1: it does yeah. watch that episode as well my yeah. office makeover Hell
0: um. Yeah. And uh, before we start the show, just wanted to say if you want to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash cult podcast. Check out all the tiers and rewards we have there. Uh, if you want to listen to the show somewhere, can we uh, suggest rooster teeth? Cock doodle doo. Yeah. Go to roosterteeth.com or download the app on your Amazon Fire Stick, Roku Television, your Xbox, or your mobile device. Uh, Yep, yep, yep. I think without any further ado, let's hop into this show. Hello. 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 Hell yeah. Yay.
2: Don't drink the cool. These, These are, are our, our opinions. opinions. Thank you for tuning into Cult Podcast I'm Paige Wesley
0: and I'm Armando Torres. And
2: with us we have Katie French. Yay! Yay. Hey. And it is week 2 of Children of God. Yes. Yeah. But also no. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah
2: yeah yeah uh still a trigger warning this week slightly less of one than last week uh but definitely not as much of one as it will be for next week so you cool know. always
1: something to look forward to yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's bad
2: all around uh so yeah it's it's gonna get dicey again just like it did last week so how are you guys feeling about this knowing what we know from last week <sighs>
0: I moved I up have, my therapy session.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: have my cleansing crystals behind me, so <laughs> when you say okay.
0: when you say behind me, do you mean like in the behind of you?
1: Crystals. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. okay. I have They're things. I just want to. I want them to absorb the negative energy. Yeah, mm.
0: absolutely. Totally. Is that how crystals work? Girl,
1: I don't know.
2: <laughs> I bought this salt lamp at the 99 cent store, so I don't think that works.
0: Hell yeah.
2: I like that they have salt lamps at the 99 cent store. That's exactly. the most Californian thing I've ever heard Exactly. Of. Yeah.
0: Every 99 cent store has salt candles and prayer candles, and I yeah. love them.
2: Oh, I buy those prayer candles for my earthquake kits. <laughs> Ooh, that's smart. Good yeah, budget yeah. tip. They're, they're only a dollar. Yeah. Not yeah. only
0: do they provide light, but also the Guadalupe. So. Yeah, the
1: Guadalupe. The light, the protection of the ver- la Virgin.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that fucking no sex having ass motherfucker.
2: <laughs> she had sex later in life.
0: I'm sure. Wait <laughs> for real? Does Jesus have a brother?
2: Jesus has multiple siblings. <gasps> that <gasps> oh, sucks yeah. for them. But no That's... one talks about being Jesus's nephew. Yeah. I mean, they they don't end up being as important. But his brother James specifically is like. Around in like the rest of the Bible, but they the, Joseph and Mary have other kids. Damn. Essentially, Jesus is half siblings because Joseph yeah, because is his dad Nobody because God. God. Yeah, is,
1: is is nobody talking about this? Like I just learned what? Yeah, you know, no, no one's I mean, walking or. But aren't the people walking around going like, Yeah, actually, I am Jesus's you know
2: forty fifth great um, nephew. They talk to Jesus's cousins as well. In the so Jesus has like an aunt and cousins. And He's everything. got primos i get now, it <laughs> i think
0: which <laughs> but yeah, that's no, why I, we relate so hard
2: i think it's because the new testament ends only like within like 50 years of jesus's death if that makes sense i so, think like it's mostly the adults who knew jesus at the time for the rest of the new testament so they don't really talk to the nephews and stuff but they would have existed i so. think but, but what, they would still like there's no yeah. dna testing here is it because jesus didn't exist um, I don't, I, I think it's more just that it's probably muddied because it's like 2000 years ago, I guess, I, guess, I don't I mean, know. You 23 really... and me get on it.
1: Get, yeah. me. Send me a report telling me if I'm related to Jesus
2: or not. I, I mean, mean, in, I guess in theory, if you are Jewish that you could be,
0: what? Jews
2: are Jesus now.
0: Hell Interesting. Yeah. I mean, Andrew. they always were.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. True. that's true. He was they, they were yeah, we. Was they. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So I mean, I yeah, I guess in theory, I mean, they did track that, like all life started in like North Africa, right? So yeah, we're all related to Eve. They have they and they know her. They know yeah. her. They know her yeah. name.
0: Yeah, yeah. We I guess we're her. all technically we're all related to Jesus.
2: Yeah, in a way, because we're all technically related to each other which is why wow. racism is stupid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to shame you at all, but there's a lot of reasons why racism is stupid, but oh, yes yeah. i get Man, your point. Many,
2: <laughs> many, but this is just also one. Of them. Yeah,
0: yeah, yes. yeah. For sure. Wow.
2: Man. I'm glad that we we had racism is stupid as a palate cleanser before yes. we yeah. <laughs> this episode.
0: I just that's all I I wanted to bring up is like imagine being Jesus's brother there's no there's nothing you could do that would ever make you feel like as accomplished ever
2: Oh. I mean yeah well and, and that's even just back when he was a carpenter like you know yeah. nobody could make shelves like that guy it's <laughs> like being Colin Hanks and then Chet Hayes it's yeah. like can't.
0: no one makes shelves like Jesus makes cribs like Jesus
2: <laughs> it's like being Jamie Lynn Spears yeah yeah oh, yeah no. more timely she had <laughs>
0: Zoe 101 Eh, and And then a a baby questionably (laughs) maybe rumored to be by dan schneider but who knows yeah i I have heard
2: that that horrifyingly sad rumor yes yikes okay (laughs) yeah
1: well that's a perfect segue children
2: (laughs) child actors bearing children uh perfect segue for us to get into this so our sources for this week continue to be the Children of God documentary from 1984 and also the Love, Prophet, and the Children of God documentary by TV Ontario. But additionally, this week, we'll be adding the book Not Without My Sister by Juliana Burring, Celeste Jones, and Christina Jones. Uh, they're three sisters who escaped the group in the 80s, I believe. Uh, 70s and 80s. And it is a hard read. Uh, it's rough. It is rough. It's rough. It's a great read if you're super into into this book, but uh, you got to have a strong stomach for that shit. It is oof. Um, then we have God's Forever Family, the Jesus People Movement in America by Larry Eskridge. We have the family.org publications database for the Mo Letters, which are going to factor in heavily into this episode. And then we have an article by Stephen A. Kent called Lustful Prophet, a psychosexual historical study of the children of God's leader, David Berg. And finally, we have a list of people who have claimed to be messiahs and prophets. (laughs) Are we ready? Yes. Yes. All right. So as I mentioned, they were all living peacefully on this commune in Texas when something changed. And what changed is that they had a sermon on Ezekiel 34. Now, Ezekiel 34 is one of the books of prophecy. And essentially, there is a prophecy about a shepherd over them, and it references the name David. Now, a lot of people believe that this passage either refers to King David or refers to the fact that Jesus would have been descended from the line of King David. That's usually how people interpret it. Um, But allegedly, according to people in the group, during this sermon, people spontaneously burst out into speaking in tongues and being slain in the spirit, basically collapsing, fainting, uh dancing uh and it seemed to be kind of a out of body experience for a lot of the people that were there and David Berg actually wasn't there he wasn't the one preaching that night um, because he had started to outsource the preaching duties because he was kind of starting to go into seclusion a little bit but also because there were a ton of people in the group now it's hundreds of people A bunch of them are on this commune in Texas, but then a lot of them are spread all over the world. The people who couldn't leave to go to Texas are still out there. And so he has people kind of preaching in smaller groups. But he hears about this particular meeting. And a few days later, David Berg decides that he's going to pull a Trump. He (laughs) He writes an open letter to everyone in the group saying that, An unnamed someone had written to him suggesting that he may be the prophet spoken about in Ezekiel 34. It's that idea of like people are saying that toilets don't flush as hard as they used to. People are saying I might be the prophet, David. Uh, He said that at first he didn't believe it. Uh, But then he meditated on it. And he said that God spoke to him and said, why deny your name, David? Because remember, his name is David. Like, yeah, luck of the draw, uh, which brings us to the people who have claimed to be messiahs or prophets. Um, now, we have a, a list tradition on this show that is typically covering people who have claimed to be Jesus. It's one of our favorite things to do is a little bit different. This is people who have claimed to be prophets around the same time. Now, you might not be surprised to find out that almost all of them are people we've already covered. Sung Myung Moon, Yahweh Ben Yahweh, and Father Divine, just to name a few. Keep in mind that Manson is has already killed people, because this is 1970, uh, and is in prison. Uh, Marshall Applewhite is still working at that sandwich shop and Jim Jones has already started his early iterations of what would become the people's temple
0: oh god I forgot about the sexy sandwich shop (laughs) I pee behind the curtain I wanted to order something for lunch breakfast after this so I ordered a bon me from a sandwich shop by my house and now I'm afraid they're gonna fuck it
1: Okay, wait. Can I get like a two-line description of what this is? I missed. It. Yeah, go for it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So Marshall Applewhite, the leader of uh, Heaven's Gate, you might know him as okay. like the bald, sure. scary white dude who's like, "Planet Earth is, is about, about to, be, to be, recycled. be recycled. Yeah. Your only chance for survival is to leave with us." And then uh, you know Heaven's Gate, right? You know yes, of course. They're awful to my. So yeah. I'm a
1: child of the '90s. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'm a big Nike Decades fan, so I also <laughs> <Yeah>. know. <laughs> But before he was running a cult, he was uh, kind of running around the country trying to figure himself out. And one of the things that he did was he went to, I believe, Arizona – And opened up a a sandwich shop um, where he literally could not stop fucking all of his employees. Yeah, Uh, Like, he was fucking men. He was fucking women. He was fucking anyone that knew how to put turkey on a goddamn sub. (laughs) And the problem... And weirdly enough, everyone was super chill with him being, like, gay or bi or whatever he wanted to call himself. Um, The problem that they had... Is that he was fucking all of them and not telling each other that he was, you know, fucking them. Mm-hmm. So once they found out, he just kind of went, uh bye. And then took off and just yep. left. So, yeah, he was running a sexy sandwich shop where he was uh, definitely getting a foot long every day. Yep. And, getting or given. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Getting or given. <laughs> yeah and uh yeah it was just one of those very funny things that we had found during research that no one seemed to talk about i mean there's like fucking newspaper articles about it from like when it happened but uh yeah just absolutely wild anyway i can't wait for this fucking bond me now i hope they fuck (laughs) it
2: (laughs) well at this point because everyone believed him David Berg started getting messages and visions from God all the time. And he learned pretty quickly what most cult leaders do is that if God is saying it, people don't question you saying it. Mm. And everyone kind of goes along with it because he's meeting their physical and tangible needs. Again, these are people that didn't have a place to be and now they do. And so they have a little more leeway for putting up with the things that he says Because he has made their life better, at least as far as they perceive it. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's not going to be true later on. But at the moment, it does seem like their lives have gotten better. And so they're willing to kind of put up with a little bit of crazy. But that's the thing about David Berg. Uh, He doesn't have a little bit of crazy. He has a lot of crazy all of the time. And so one of the first things that he says that God presented to him is in this quote. I was lying between two naked women in our camper when I first received the gift of tongues, which, by the way, great opening line.
0: Oh,
2: wow. Wow. Poet. Pretty choice. The one I was making love to would turn into one of these beautiful goddesses and I would immediately explode into an orgasm of spiritual power while at the same time prophesying violently in some foreign tongue. Dude's just coming. But he has to make it everyone's business for some reason. But he starts really kind of, he has this way of describing almost everything spiritual in a very sexual context. That's Mm -hmm. his touchstone. He definitely has this hyper sexuality to everything that he does now that he kind of has free reign to say that God says it's okay, Mm -hmm. where it was not necessarily as prevalent or as open. until everyone's like you might be a prophet and then once he was a prophet it's kind of like well now what i say goes and what i say is pussy and so that's (laughs) (laughs) where this goes uh so it wasn't long before he walked out of his camper covered in chains and addressed the entire camp and said this is what marriage will do to you Jesus has set, his, set us free and tosses all the chains off, which was news to his wife, Jane.
0: <laughs> that was woman.
2: his conscious uncoupling with her. Yes, uh, she is in the documentary and she seems so sweet and you feel so bad for her oh, because no. he literally was just like, well, I'm God, so deal with it. Mm. And his children were already adults at that point. And so when she went to her Children and we're like, I'm sorry, you're just gonna let this like help? And they were like, Well, he's God, so like he's the prophet. I don't. What are you talking about? So he gets rid of Jane, who's been his ride or die for like 30 plus years at this point, and he starts a relationship with his 19 year old secretary named Maria. Now later on, Maria will change her name. We'll get to that in episode three. Uh, Because they do go on the run from the law for a while. Uh, But right now, her name is still Maria. And it's unknown how long the relationship had been going on. Uh, Because Maria had been around for a bit. But she was only 19. And he was in his mid-50s to early 60s at the time. Uh, And Jane, his wife, had nothing she could really do about it. Uh, he does file for divorce And they do get divorced um, And he decides to simply be known To his followers as Mo Short for Moses And he would often communicate with his followers By distributing letters Because remember I said there's a whole bunch of them in Texas And then they're kind of further spread out And he starts to call these the Mo letters Now Something a little unique About these letters
0: Is that Mo letters Mo problems? <laughs>
2: Absolutely. (laughs) Wow. Uh, You could not be more correct. So well done. (laughs) Oh, my God. Couldn't be more accurate uh, because Mo Letters more legal problems because oh, those no. letters will become evidence <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah put it in writing putting it in writing <laughs> uh, but not only does he put it in writing he has these letters illustrated <laughs> and he... so he's
1: a comic book nerd great he's a graphic artist
2: <laughs> yes uh and he in the letters is referred to as moses david or mo and he is depicted in like a Tony the Tiger style zaddy lion surrounded by groups of babes and i wish i was kidding but i am fully not what hold Damn. on hold oh, on no. i'm gonna i'm g- pulling up a picture right now
0: i'm afraid <laughs> oh my oh, god no <laughs> it's so much older than i thought oh so, it looks
2: like a so it looks like a grizz if if the lion had an old man's beard yeah so this is a <gasps> later one this is like 19 like late 1970s uh there's some where he's like a younger like like hot bear lion yeah like this (gasps) lion what the fuck yeah
0: oh my god anyway
2: i I don't know why it's just showing me wildcats, but uh yeah so (laughs) so that's how he's having himself depicted as an anthropomorphized lion yeah Uh, So uh, he's a furry too? (laughs) So here's the weird thing Not that I know of Like first of all I don't want to besmirch furries that way Furries didn't have nothing to do with this That's true, you're right Oh my god (laughs) But for some reason He chose to be depicted as like a zaddy lion And I I don't understand it And no one else is necessarily depicted as animals Like the women in the Mo Letters Are just drawn as women Yeah
0: they're drawn so as really hot babes, too. Yeah, they're babes. Did you see they're... the tits on that girl? They're, they're...
2: great! <laughs> <laughs> oh! uh, but they, they're almost always... They're very frequently busty and nu- and nude. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they're not, they're still drawn very attractively, but also human. Um, wow. and. Yeah, and he uses these letters to tell people about how he had taken a new wife and then like a bunch more new wives uh, and basically any young girl he wanted to bone, it became God's will and they became one of his wives. Not legally, of course, but yeah. yeah. And so he moves off the commune to an apartment in Dallas (laughs) (laughs) with his favorite kind of groups of wives and would share them with anyone who came to visit. Yeah.
0: This this is this might be a little much of a joke, but I uh, I just realized uh, this is the second time I've heard of a dude who wants to talk to young girls and called it God's plan. What's up, Drake?
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Stop texting Millie Bobby Brown, Drake. Oh my God. Kiki,
2: do you love me? Oh, I'm no. writing. So Kiki.
0: Kiki, are you seventeen? Oh, God. Um, yeah. God damn it.
2: <laughs> No, and he says that his new views on true free love came straight from god mm. but there was one thing that david berg hadn't counted on and that's black fucking lightning <laughs> oh hell yeah. yeah ted patrick has entered the chat okay what? now if you remember from our deprogramming episodes Ted Patrick is a man with no qualifications or experience who decides to like kidnap and deprogram a number of people from the Children of God cult and is essentially the scourge of the cult at this point because he just keeps rolling up with Danny Karate in the trunk and snatching people back to their parents. Yeah. What? Is this... he like a dog the bounty hunter of like deprocessed cult?
0: He is absolutely yes. a dog the bounty hunter. <laughs> I don't know if we made that comparison in the episode, but I feel like I want to go back and add it in.
2: We should. Um, now granted, Ted Patrick is not without his own problematic issues trust me some of the methods that he uses to get people out of cults are as bad as the ones that happen to them going in yeah mm-hmm. there's
0: a man that we called danny karate and it's yeah. not like it's, not it's because like, his
2: name was danny and they would hide him in the trunk and then he would hop out and do karate to get people back okay. yeah danny karate oh my yeah god yes yeah. wow so the thing about ted though is Ted also, if you remember from our deprogramming episodes, would literally do any interview people offered him. So any chance he got, he was on the news talking about how bad the Children of God cult was, how he had to get people out and how he was deprogramming and doing essentially the Lord's work by deprogramming people. And it's not a good look for the children of God who are already under a fair amount of scrutiny by the parents of people who have joined the cult. Yeah. Now
0: And the World Wildlife Federation <laughs> that did not approve of his representation of wildlife. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
2: now, if you'll remember from that deprogramming episode, part of the reason that Ted was kidnapping people to get them out was because... They were of age. They were over 18, which means there was no legal recourse for getting them back by law enforcement means they had to AKA had to air quotes. They didn't Ted starts kidnapping people for all kinds of crazy reasons. Yeah. Uh, Not always great, but for the people in the children of God, this seemed to be their only recourse for their parents. And so their parents had also started forming coalitions to try and change the laws to make it easier for them to get their children back. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, David Berg had just handed them the thing that they needed most. It's the Mo letters, because you've put it in writing now. Mm-hmm. So now they have evidence that this group is what they would call sexually deviant. And so David Berg and Maria and a handful of other followers escape to the UK leaving the rest of the group to fend for themselves under the guidance of his children. So his children decide that what they're going to do is try and convince the locals that they're not a cult. And to do that, they organize a concert. And it does not work. Uh, the owners of their land in Texas immediately evict them. Ooh. So they go back to... What they did in the early days, they board the buses and go on the road. But that means that what used to be hundreds of followers all in one place are now scattered. So they contact David Berg in the UK to ask what they should do and where they should go. And he simply tells them that it's out of his hands and apparently it was God's will. Hmm. So he's just like, no responsibility. (laughs) Um, They scatter across the country and the world. Some of them follow David, Berg, and Maria to the UK. Others spread to South America. And still others stay in the U.S. and create smaller pocket communes all over the country, guided by Bird's doctrines via the Mo letters, which are still being sent to them. Now, some of those smaller pocket communes are the ones where when you hear about celebrities that were in Children of God, that's where a lot of them grow up because that's this era is they're kind of growing up in these pocket communes, some of them even overseas, Um, But this is the era in which a lot of the people who have come out as survivors and written books about it lived during this time. His daughter Faith ends up in Libya trying to essentially evangelize to Muslims. And she was evangelizing to a Muslim man when after trying to convert him, they end up sleeping together Mm. and she feels immense guilt over it and calls her father and he claims that it's super convenient because he had just gotten a prophecy from God about this and he says that it's incumbent upon them to portray God's love in a physical way aka boning people into salvation and he calls this method flirty fishing
0: Uh. Uh, oh no this is a thing and a tactic that we've talked about so many times on the podcast and this is where like the term for it comes from i mean it's, yeah this it's, is
2: the og it's yeah. been
0: used um i guess not i was gonna say maybe before but maybe like at the, the same tactic time Tactic has
2: been yeah i would say the tactic has been used a lot yeah. and yes a lot at the same time because of the free love movement yeah. but it's even been used throughout history or whatever. Manson did it because Manson ran a brothel for a while. Mm -hmm. Like It's pretty common. um, Especially in this time. Side note, my stepdad in the
1: 70s said he went to a party in LA and they didn't him and his ex-wife and they didn't realize it was a Scientology party. Oh yeah. And all he said he just remembered was that it was the hottest people he'd ever seen. Like everywhere, everywhere. It was like women walking out of the pools like all that stuff. Hell yeah. Flirty fishing.
2: Like Aum uh, Shinrikyo used to flirty fish, fish as well. Um, so it's it's a tactic that we see a lot. This is one of the first groups to give it a name and a catchy mm-hmm. name at that. And David Berg decides that this is now the best option for their group to gather more followers. And so he writes a mo letter detailing this. If you're wondering if that Mo letter included a naked woman singing to a giant fish while Berg as an anthropomorphized lion goes fishing for that giant fish under text that says fish and fever, you'd be right. I don't know how you would have guessed that, but that's exactly <laughs> uh,
0: what this looks like. Oh, oh man, I wish everyone could see Katie's face during that description. I, I know. <laughs> I would <was> like <laughs> You got wow. progressively more and more horrified.
2: <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, it also included texts that said things like Would you do anything for Jesus? How far would you go for Jesus? Would you go all the way?
0: <laughs> I want to go all oh the way my with gosh. Jesus.
1: All the way through. Not, not with Jesus. Not with for for him. Jesus.
2: Hell Hell for yeah. Jesus. For yeah. Jesus.
0: Would you go all the way for Jesus? Okay. Oh my God. Wow. And so he
2: starts encouraging everyone to A, swap partners to show Christ's love to each other in a sexual manner but also to use sex to bring people into the group. And around this time he claims to have a premonition of the word Tenerife, which is the name of an island in the Canary Islands. and he believed that they should go there. So he does. Uh, he takes their kind of crew there and they basically live out of a resort. It's real, real strange. Um, and they've gotten really close to a lot of the wait staff in their hotel and had started sure. to just basically bone their way through the hotel
0: staff. Oh my god.
1: Like we've all been staying at
2: a resort in Cancun and you know, met
1: a server and bartender. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well,
2: and, and specifically his wife Maria meets a server and that will come into play in a little bit. But in Tenerife David Berg would go out every night with about 20 women to nightclubs and basically just disperse them. And their job was literally to go home with men and bring them back into the group. There's actually a mo letter at the time with an illustration that shows a nightclub with a trail leading up to a castle that says the holy convent of the nuns of love.
0: Hmm. Okay. It's very holy. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, (laughs) in, in that there's lots of
1: holes. Yeah so many holes okay what's well, actually the sad, the most pathetic thing about that story is like i can just envision because he's old at this time right he is in close to his 70s at this point. yeah so it's just always so sad when you see an old man in a club like yeah. the old weird dude in the corner. Yeah. It's just very, it's always like,
0: oh God. Yeah. Ugh. I have very old man at club energy, by the way. <laughs> and are you even 30? No, 25. <laughs> and I go to the club and I'm just like, huh, this is, you know, I dance, but my ankles, so. <laughs> so loud in here. Oh my God. Mm.
2: Well, and as they kind of gather people on the island, they then convert them, so that kind of swells their numbers a bit. Sure. And it becomes kind of an attraction on the island because it's essentially a free brothel. No one's charging. And so he starts widely publishing his mo letters, which kind of paint an interesting picture because once he starts widely publishing them and sending them, these are the ones that we have a lot more records of because he's literally just like papering the earth with them they would hand them out and everything at the club and all kinds of stuff and in them we find out that he was obsessed with cleanliness obsessive levels of cleanliness Mm -hmm. not only for himself but he would detail very specific tips on how women were to clean themselves
0: oh ew I thought yeah. you meant like, yeah, he needed his apartment to be like, like super clean. No, uh, no. no. This is
2: like a person hygiene. hygiene. Uh. Right. And now here's the crazy thing. I look at pictures of him and he does not look clean. I don't. Understand. Yeah. Yeah. I can't put my fingers on it, but I'm just like, I no, there's no way this is very much a do as I say, not as I do kind of thing, I think. Um, but he would also give directions and, And potential sex positions and tips to use with potential fish when bringing them into the fold. And he had really kind of started to believe his own bullshit. And he would just claim that whatever he wanted to do was God's prophecy and God's doing. And so he literally kind of starts running a free brothel on this island. And they start getting clientele that is rich and important Uh oh yeah yeah um and at first a lot of the followers question it because they're like i'm sorry you want us to do what um <laughs> and he's just like yeah obviously like of course, you should. Wouldn't you do that? Wouldn't you do anything for Jesus? I did anything for you to give you this good life, to make you a revolutionary follower of Jesus. Isn't this revolutionary? In 1975, as he's publishing these Mo letters, he publishes one called The Law of Love. And in it, he also details that his mistress, Maria, had given birth to what he described as like a holy or messianic, like Jesus baby. Um, it is very likely given that he was in his seventies, that this baby is not his. Um, mm. in fact, I would almost be completely sure that it is not his. And it is very likely fathered by one of the wait staff at the hotel. Um, but they name this child Davidito and the, oh God, Davidito's life is very, very sad and unfortunate. And yeah. We'll talk about it a lot more in part three for,
0: for reference for any non-Spanish speakers. Uh, yeah. Davidito means little David.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, And at this point, David Berg changes the name of the group to the family of love or just the family for short. Uh, eventually this is changed to the family international. Um, and they start to gain hundreds, almost thousands of followers overseas or in South America. Meanwhile, back in the States, that coalition of parents of Berg's followers were organizing against him with Mo letters as their evidence because that letter of love letter, the one that announced Davidito's birth, also encouraged a lot of swapping and essentially free love for everyone. Um, and it has some explicit shit in it. Uh, there's actually video in one of the documentaries of one of these coalition meetings where one of the moms is holding up one uh. of the Mo letters, and it has an illustration of a woman with her legs spread like OBGYN style, and it has notes and descriptions of both her lady parts and is using them as a metaphor for the whore of Babylon. Uh. It is what? wild shit. Like you can't I tried to zoom in to like actually read it because I couldn't find it in the like archives. Um, but it's bonkers. And essentially it's almost like he is treating the group as his own sexual fantasy where he's trying to kind of like have it play out however he wants. He's sleeping with whoever he wants, including the spouses of his children and in some cases his own children. Uh, And by children, I mean his children are now adults, but (gasps) they are maintaining sexual relationships (gasps) at times. Now, this is something that the group does not at large know yet. They are about to in episode three, um, but it had already started happening at this point. Um, Now, the cops in the United States, not super happy about it because now there's questions as to the legality of some of these practices um there's a question as uh, as to if there's no money exchanged is it technically mm-hmm. and, and again i know this is not the current word we would use for this but in back in the day is it prostitution and that's what they would kind of detail as like do we have legal recourse to arrest these people um <laughs> And and in reality, it's not sex work. To be honest, people are not being compensated for their work. Uh, They are being pressured into these situations. So I would consider this more trafficking than sex work, Mm -hmm. even though there are some blurry lines of consent here. Um, It's it's murky. But also the cops in Tenerife are not happy about it either because now they have the ability to blackmail most of them. Because they have slept with almost everyone on the island. Mm. And definitely the police force. (laughs) (laughs) So Berg and his now like group of young like younger hot sexually adventurous people move to France. They immediately flee to France because they were basically being charged with solicitation. Mm -hmm. So like they were trying to argue that he was running a brothel and that it did not matter whether or not he was charging money, that the fact that they were advertising the service as part of entertainment, like that it was, you know, the exchange of goods and services was your membership in the cult. Essentially was what they were arguing.
0: Well, if you wanted to go somewhere where people took good care of their personal hygiene, France may not have been the place. That's right. (laughs) Fuck you, you smelly pieces of shit. <laughs> I'm back on my bullshit. I'm still anti-France. <laughs>
2: Accurate. Um, and at this point, scared of the law, uh David Berg essentially lives in seclusion, communicating with his followers only via the Mo letters, of which he writes nearly 3,000 over the course of about a decade. Christ. Still on his still on the bullshit, man. Still on the bullshit. I... Okay, wait, wait, he wrote 3,000.
1: 3,000.
2: Over what span of? Like 10 years. He writes about 300 a year. So I think he writes one almost every day. Almost every day. Yeah. And I mean, now granted, it's a little longer than 10 years. There's some where there's like, you know, more or less. But yes. This is like
0: manic writing. I was.
2: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I was
0: looking up the Mo letters uh, a couple minutes ago and there's one that depicts uh, a woman uh, who is fully naked, lying on a bed, and floating over her is uh, a crucifix. Um, oh,
2: yes, I've seen that one. And the
0: crucifix is like talking to her. She also appears to have, I think, a dildo just sticking out of her.
2: No, it's a nail.
0: Oh, it's a nail. It is nail. a nail. Like
2: being nailed to a cross. Yeah. But it through, is. Her, through her. Through her. Through yeah. her yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And yeah.
0: it's. Uh, <laughs> I, this is maybe I get now what, what they're saying. Cause like the whole thing is like the, the point of this specific mo letter is like the main thing that we're trying to give them is God's love, not just sex. Sometimes we use sex as a tool for, uh, or proof that we love them, but it's not the main kind of love we're trying to give them, but the world exaggerates it because it's so interested in sex. Sex is the primary to the world. They play it up and make it a big thing. But to us, love is the most important thing. The love of God, unselfish, pure, sacrificial love. That's what the point of this Mo letter is, but and I m- maybe it's less funny now. But there's just a crucifix floating over a woman who yeah, is lying naked in bed. Yeah, if you can show the
2: picture so Katie can see it, because it's a wild one. I have seen that one. Yeah,
0: I don't know if it'll show up. <laughs> But the one of the things that the crucifix is asking this woman is, are you willing to be nailed? And I just I like <laughs> yes. I, yes. I hate I yes. hate everything Stop about that. this guy. I hate I'm everything sorry. about the Mo oh letters. My God. But that's a good fuck. That's good wordplay. I mean, his Great. his oh commitment
2: God. to sexual innuendo in sermons and like like articles and essays about God yeah. is intense. Oh my gosh.
1: Insane. Like.
2: I mean, he he loves nothing better than to, like, how far would you go for Jesus? Would you go all the way? Or, like, are you ready to get nailed for Jesus? Like, uh, we should be hookers for Jesus because, like, flirty fishing. So, like, hooks. Yeah. Like, that kind of oh madness. <laughs> and wow. it's just everywhere. And there, are, in the documentary, there are a lot of interviews with women who were... Uh, flirty Fishers or FFers, as they call them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> FFers. <laughs> FFers. And some of them, because a lot of the documentaries were made around the late 90s, uh, because David Berg passes away in 1994, and the group does continue after his death. Um, but so a lot of the documentaries were made around the late 90s. And so it's a mixed bag of people who are still in the group being like, I mean, it was. A radical way to do things but it got a lot of people to join and so like if I did that but I saved someone's soul isn't that worth it Mm. versus people who have then left the group being like I feel so much shame over participating in that where I feel like I was manipulated and I feel like this was a clear manipulation of by someone who had did not have my best interest at heart and also did not have the group's best interest at heart but was a, a sexually abusive person mm-hmm. and so it's really interested to kind of watch those older documentaries and see how people kind of feel about it um they do eventually stop this but we'll get into that in in episode four um but right now this is flirty fishing at its heyday and he starts talking about it obsessively in the mo letters and not only does he start talking about that he starts essentially advocating for very specific personal beliefs that he has uh he and he kind of couches all of it in this idea of love the sinner hate the sin and that's something that churches will often say it it is based in scripture but it's taken out of context a lot you'll hear it a lot when people are like we love gay people love the sinner hate the sin and it's just like mm-hmm. this is that's I don't think you're getting it right yeah. um but it's this idea of we are all sinners and so no sin is worse than another mm-hmm. and so by having sex with you to show you love I'm absolved of my quote-unquote sin of having premarital sex with you or, or extramarital sex with you because the ends justify the means and that's kind of how he's using it but then he also would pepper in things like he believed the following were evil all mainstream churches capitalism the Jews mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah of course <laughs> and anti-pedophilia laws ah <gasps> uh. Now, he hadn't gone full transparent with how he truly felt about pedophilia laws yet. He's about to. That's more episode three. But essentially, his argument is that children are human beings and therefore have a sexuality about them that they would explore as children and that we should not limit that which is terrible that is a terrible way to perceive that yes obviously humans explore their sexuality in different parts of their life in different ways for sure but that does not excuse adults abusing children or anything like that my god Um, and it's definitely not a healthy way to engage with children in conversations about sexuality and so it's pretty rough and people are starting to really question who they're following and why. And he tries to kind of explain it all away in a 1980 Mo letter that says the devil hates sex, but God loves it. And so he's kind of trying to marry this free love hippie idea with their flirty fishing basically trying to depict all sex as love and i think that's part of the huge problem is that sex and love are not the same thing
0: oh yeah we all live in los angeles i'm sure we can all tell you (laughs) the exact same thing
2: yeah um but also he starts to work with a new medium video so he starts making instructional videos for flirty fishing but and not exactly the ones you would think. There's not as much porn as you would imagine. I would have thought there'd be way more porn. There's really not. It's a lot the of... The fact that there's any...
0: I'm so sorry. The fact that there's any porn from a man who's, like, uh, supposed to be some kind of pastor is real fucked.
2: Yeah. But is um, it porn? Or,
1: like, immediately when you said that, in my mind, I just picture really shitty HR training videos. It's that.
0: <laughs> it it's is like, that. Hey, is
1: oh, Is it that? Okay. It is 100% yeah. that,
2: except most of them are directed at husbands for how to promote and accept their wives sleeping with other people in the name of bringing them into the group okay. so it's a bench it's essentially like how to be a cuck like that's what it is. <laughs> but and it's he compares it to like the pain of of a husband in that situation to he compares it to god watching jesus die on the cross where it's like she oh, has to go god. sleep with people to bring people in yeah your sacrifice is watching it happen
0: i mean you're both people watching somebody you love get just nailed nailed
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh that's uh i i know you were joking god. but that's that is exactly that's the,
0: the, the oh my regret. god He's, jesus yeah. christ in oh, one of
2: many god. letters because he really concentrated on that idea of being the husband watching people flirty fish to the point where i Personally believe that he was very sexually Excited by that idea yeah
1: Yeah it all all he's freaking Up for all of it yeah oh my god Yeah wow
2: Now here's what's real Real problematic uh, Is that flirty fishing nets Them almost half A million people Um, What Yes so they and by that I mean They had contact with about half a million People one in Eight of those people stay with the group at least for a short amount of time. And he starts bragging about being six times more effective than Billy Graham, who's like an, an evangelical preacher at the time. Yeah. He's about uh, conversion rates. He's, he's about
1: a, his churn um, rate is so
2: low. Like his, his, his engagement. KPIs are off the site. charts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Wow. Uh, he's going to have those TPS reports in. and They're going to be so yes. stressed. <laughs> wow. Jesus. But not only had they just gotten a large amount of people, his daughter Faith in particular had essentially slept with an ambassador to France as part of, as part of flirty fishing. She had slept with the vice presidents of companies and mm-hmm. flirty fished them in. They were getting powerful people because now they had their secrets because they had kind mm-hmm. of made it this free brothel, free love, attra- like a attraction kind of thing and so mm-hmm. now people are almost beholden to them in some cases because they've slept with them so the in the like documentary they've like blurred some people's faces cuz they're like notable famous like politicians wow. and and like heads of companies and things like that it's really Oy. wild damn they expand out into asia and in hong kong they actually encounter Uh, A group of people that are successfully running an escort service already. And so they decide that they might as well make some money on flirty fishing while they can. But none of that money went to the women who were actually participating. They are still being told that this is all for ministry. In some cases, they did not even know that money was changing hands. So they do not even know they are a sex worker in this situation but the cult is getting thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars off of these encounters whether they netted somebody coming into the group or not
0: emphasis on coming into it
2: yeah <laughs> yeah yep but wow. this presents a bit of a problem see it was financing the cult but it's also fully illegal Because at this point, when they weren't exchanging any technically goods and services, they weren't exchanging money, you could question or argue that maybe this was not, quote unquote, the legal definition of prostitution. So maybe it's not arrestable. But once they start making money, now it's fully a crime and a crime in a lot of countries. And they're doing it in a lot of countries. (laughs) So at this point. David Berg with Maria Davidito and their small group of people goes on the run again because Interpol has issued warrants for prostitution and he begins disguising his face in all photos or only being depicted as an anthropomorphized lion. (laughs) But even more concerning, his mo letters start to take a sharp turn towards some ideas that are too radical, even for the children of God and that's where we'll pick up next
0: week wow too radical for that okay
2: I mean I'll, I'll prep Mm-mm. you episode Uh-oh. three is where it gets real into the child sexual abuse and it is extremely upsetting Yeah, yeah. so yeah, yeah. I mean you yeah. saw shades of it in this episode but it's gonna get a lot worse oh jeez yeah I'll see if I can pepper in some palate cleansers through next week's episode because yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be real bad real bad recording these oh,
0: last two episodes has just been watching katie make a face like why did i agree to do
2: this <laughs> thank you for being our friend katie <laughs> glad
1: to be here we're all in it together we're all
2: for jesus's love we're all just we're
1: surviving all this
2: in it
1: together yeah oh, my god. oh god i just it i mean i know this is well documented this is like you guys have like Travel through this but it's like why is it always a creepy dude that wants to fuck? It's just oh yeah just making everybody think that it's holy somehow like you know yeah i know i know just why why is it like the creepier the dude the more followers he's gonna get i know
2: Well and, and it all comes down to like how they can At least appear to meet the needs of the people there Mm -hmm. to a point where they start to trust them and then no one ever like with the exception of charles manson nobody is ever just like i want to eat all of you out at the beginning yeah like
1: (laughs) nobody starts (laughs) doesn't usually start there but he seems to have escalated pretty quickly okay here's a question i got too Mm -hmm. of all the cult members that you've seen or cult leaders Mm -hmm. like
2: are any of them hot ever um, yes. The sometimes hottest. i i mean i stand by thinking jack parsons was the hottest but i but he's not so much a cult leader as much as just like contrarian anarchist kind of that mm. gets real weird with l ron hubbard yeah. at one point i i mean i guess young jim jones was not bad looking yeah yeah um mm. i'm trying to think if there was somebody else who was there there have been others that were like hot now I can't remember. It's a, it's, exactly. it's never
0: really the big ones. It's always the, like, small, the little guys, you know, the small businesses of cults yeah. that are, like, yeah. you see somebody. And
1: support small business is important. Oh, absolutely. Um. Yeah, I just always, because they're always just, like, creeps from day one. And I'm like, how can you?
0: I mean, even the hot ones are just terrible, awful people, too, by the way.
1: Sure. Yeah. Those I, In my mind, like, the hot ones are the sociopaths. Mm-hmm. I mean, they yeah. all are, I guess. Most of them are just hyper-narcissists, mm-hmm. but yeah uh, like i'm just looking i mean the li- like who wants to fuck this lion no.
0: yeah. i guess t- <laughs> no. timothy leary was like considered handsome i guess and and that's some
2: some people think uh what's his bucket oh gosh what's his bucket um, what's his dump truck koresh david koresh. oh yeah some i people, don't know some people think david koresh was hot. david koresh that's why they cast that guy in from friday night lights in that movie david
0: koresh has the same sexual appeal as like a glass of milk that's been left outside for seven hours i don't know why it makes sense but it does it just like it's it's uh, it's you drinking a has, lot of
1: milk a lot of curdled milk.
0: i mean he looks like he would he, say- he look <laughs> like if i could describe his aesthetic in one word it would be sour uh
2: Ugh. Hold wow. on, I'm pulling up photos.
0: Oh, no, please. <laughs> Does
2: Joaquin Phoenix enter the picture in episode 3 and 4? Episode 3, yeah. Okay. Uh not not a ton, but like it will cover kind of the the places where he the hot lived. child stars of Children of God. I mean, yeah, yeah maybe Children of Men. Yeah, Children of Children God. Children
0: of Men. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh boy.
1: What a freak. I can't wait to find out what's happening with his family. Oh, yeah, I get it. What? You get David J.
0: Okay. No, I
1: don't, but I get why people would. Like, I, he's not like horrifying.
0: Look at Jack Parsons.
1: Like, he's like an old Tommy fan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like the villain in a 1930s movie. Yeah. He does kind of. He looks like a
0: less anti Semitic Walt Disney. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, kind
2: of. Yeah. But most cult leaders aren't hot. Like, yeah, you know, I guess
1: because they don't have to be because they can just move through their lives, manipulating. You know, they don't have to like yeah. start an organization. It's like a lot of yeah. structure. And Ron
0: Hubbard looks just like the guy who played uh, uh, the brother in Better Call Saul.
1: Yes, interesting.
0: Okay, too young, young, too young,
1: <laughs> too young. Jim,
0: we googled Young Jim Jones. We're looking at Young and Jim, and the Jones. first two are like baby pictures.
2: but yeah so like but like this era he looks
0: like a goober
2: yeah but I mean but compared to everybody else but he doesn't look as creepy creep yeah I'm trying there's a rapper Jim Jones rapper Jim Jones I'm trying to think of anyone I know there was at least one guy that we were like okay but he's hot and now I can't remember who it was what about chicks like hot chick cult leaders are they 90% male um, I mean cult leaders are male a lot of the time uh but there are female cult leaders like uh Get ready for this one.
0: Oh, my God.
2: I I literally went, Gwen Stefani? (laughs) No, Gwen Shamblin. Gwen Shamblin. Shamblin, Human (gasps) Yorkie Gwen Shamblin. uh, She recently died in a plane crash. Um, Are we sad? uh, No. Not really. uh, Because she ran a pretty abusive diet empire and then turned it into a church. No, 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 no. Yeah. What
1: a freak. Also, uh,
2: co-leaders also seem to be
1: very good at um, having signature looks. Yeah.
2: Yo yeah. You know, yeah, it's like yeah, a
1: hair, it's a hair makeup wardrobe. Like they're really good at um they have their own unique personal style.
2: Wow. Wow. Like this. Like this personal style. Hell yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hot like this fucking fuck. style whoa. icon queen. Hottest We are looking fuck. at Uriel yes. from Marius. Uriel.
0: Hell yeah. yes oh. Well, Katie, yeah. thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> Hopefully you can help us DIY our own hot looks. Yes.
1: Uh, <laughs> because, well looking at this makes me feel better about myself because you know, we all get down on ourselves and then I go, God, I'm not any of these people. Yeah. I'm doing great. Yeah. I, you're doing great. I have
0: a joke uh that I do in my stand up where I tell people I reveal to them the fact that I'm twenty five years old and then I <laughs> I get to watch <laughs> faces in the audience of people go, Oh, okay, maybe I'm not doing so bad. Awesome.
2: <laughs>
0: cool 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 um but yeah wow, katie are... thank you so much for joining us where can people find thank you? you
1: thank you so much subscribe to my youtube channel laugh Cry, diy um and you can catch me on my website katiefrench.com hell yeah see, see what i'm up to see who i'm con- see who i'm um, conning
0: and manipulating <laughs> this week <laughs> Oh she's a scammer and uh <laughs> I've been converted she's now. She's very good at it. Um you could be the first hot cult leader, Katie. There you oh, go. we're
1: trying. We're trying.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um hey, if you uh want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash cult podcast. Uh check out all the wonderful tiers and rewards we have there. If you're looking for a new place to listen to the show, might we suggest rooster teeth? tea? Cool cook cook. Cool, cool. Cockadoodle do! Yeah. go to roosterteeth.com or get the app on your xbox your amazon fire sick your roku television or your mobile device uh go check out all the cool shows they have there um but most of our most of all ours do that do that because we're the best show that they have on their thing bitch i don't know <laughs> i want to flex <laughs> on my boss uh, no, 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 no. It's it's great. Um, hey, if you want to find me on social media, you can. You can go to at Mondo does stuff M A N D O does stuff, all one word, on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Um, hey, there's a new episode. Uh, this, uh, I guess it just came out. It's a new episode of the uh, Board Is Hell Halloween series that I'm doing for Funhouse. Go to Funhouse's YouTube page or go to Rooster Teeth and check it out. Uh, super fun. I'm so glad that it, it all worked out. Also, Paige gave me the name Camp Kiki Mama. Um,
2: yeah. What's up? Yeah. It's
0: uh Kiki Mama named after the song that plays whenever Jason is around on Friday the 13th. Kiki Mama. Hell yeah. So go check that out. Uh, thank you so much. I love you. Goodbye. Mwah.
2: Hey, it's your girl Paige. I'm here every week, unfortunately for these four weeks. <laughs> uh, these are rough i i don't like these ones um if you want to draw me as an anthropomorphized lion hell yeah (laughs) you could send those photos to at page wesley on twitter or at rampage wesley on instagram and tiktok uh i will be posting stand-up shows on instagram and other social media if you want to come out and see me and you are in the greater los angeles area Thank you. I love you all. Bye.
0: If you want to follow our show, you can go to at cult podcast on Instagram
2: or at cult podcast show on Twitter.
0: You can also send us an email to cult podcast show at gmail
2: Or if you want to send us letters and updates about your personal cult philosophy, Hell yeah. that address is three seven five six West Avenue forty, Suite K, number two thirty seven. like Like the The shining Shining, los angeles Mm. california 90065 and with that i'm going to say god don't don't drink anything from this
0: episode (laughs) yeah don't drink anything from that resort
2: (laughs) yeah it's in the water now it's (laughs) and don't drink the kool-aid bye bye